0: You know, it goes without saying that Trump and the Republicans are corrupt. But just to be sure, I don't want to just leave it without saying, you know, I don't want anyone to think, oh, going hard on Pelosi and the Democrats uh, all the time. Let's not ignore the Republican corruption. Donald Trump is clearly corrupt. Um, Mitch McConnell, clearly corrupt. But I think why the corruption ineptitude of the Democratic Party is almost as problematic. You know, bank robbers, right, bank robbers, they can't successfully pull off a bank robbery if they don't have a getaway car, if they don't have a getaway plan in place. I mean, you could come out the back of the bank you could dig a tunnel you could do a lot of things but if you don't have a way once you leave the bank to escape how are you going to pull off the bank robbery so there you have uh donald trump mitch mcconnell they, you know they successfully robbed the treasury the corporate bailout sending to mitch uh sending uh $4 trillion to $6 trillion, give or take, to corporations who don't need the money. But they couldn't have pulled it off, folks. They couldn't have pulled it off. With that, there would be a corporate bailout. Go ask President Obama about that. So they can't get away. The Republicans can't get away with our money. Great job, Colin without the Democratic getaway car. So, you know, is Nancy Pelosi better than Mitch McConnell when it comes to female productive rights? Yes. Is Joe Biden uh, better than Trump as far as banning certain religions for the country? Yes. I think we could objectively say yes. But the core of the United Corporations of America is the 40-year bank robbery that has gone in place. And it cannot have happened. Republicans could not destroy unions. Republicans could not give tax cuts to the rich. Biden definitely shouldn't drive away. I don't even know if he should have a driver's license at this point. They can't do it without the Democrats enabling it. So on Friday, You know, we covered it during the week. The House passed the the Heroes Act. And honestly, it's a kind of a meaningless piece of legislation in terms of actually getting relief to you. Uh, We know the first bill, the unemployment benefits, haven't gotten to all people who have filed claims. We're pushing 40 million people who have filed unemployment claims. Different estimates uh, out there, but right now, the latest estimate I saw 27 million people have lost their employer sponsored health care. How's that for your holy cho- your sacred choice, Pete Buttigieg? Oh, Bernie's trying to rip health care from all the 160 million people who love their health care from their jobs. Yeah, well, 40 million, uh, 27 million people now have lost their unemployment, excuse me, lost their employer. Healthcare—they didn't have a choice when it was ripped away from them. You little sh- Pete Booted Judge. What's amazing to me is you got forty million people, almost forty million people, file unemployment claims. Twenty-seven million people losing their employer-sponsored health insurance. Um, rent has not been canceled. Mortgages have not been canceled. Student loans. There's been some relief, but students still on the hook. Uh, I mean, we go down the list, utilities, electrical bills, car payments, all of it, you're still on the hook. Yeah, states have a, a, a freeze on some of these things, or you can't get evicted. But there's no actual rent cancellation, meaning if you're in Los Angeles, New York City, these other places, your landlord might be working with you Or you might not be able to get evicted at the moment. But at the end of the day, if there's a freeze on rent, which there's not in New York City, you're still going to owe it in one lump sum whenever the freeze is up. Well, if you're unemployed, how are you going to pay three or four months rent all at once? If you're still employed but have had your hours cut, how are you going to pay that? Same goes for mortgages. So, a $1200 one-time check obviously didn't help that. You know, I had a debate with somebody yesterday, I won't say who, no. who says, "Well, isn't it better than nothing?" Uh, well, if yes technically something is better than nothing but if that something is still not going to prevent you from going bankrupt if that something is still not going to guarantee feeding your children if that something still is not going to guarantee you having a roof over your head in in a few months then no it's not that good and we need to get out of this thinking of well it's the best we could do no it's not the best we could do this is not the best we could do the first Corporate bailout was certainly not the best we could do. And the HEROES Act, which uh, Jen, if you're okay with it, I might have you call me in a bit to go through this. The HEROES Act, which again, dead on arrival, Trump, Mitch McConnell, not going to sign it. They've already said they're not doing anything additional right now. So basically, Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats had the opportunity to go as bold as humanly possible with no threat of it actually being passed. So they could have presented themselves as incredible populist, understanding the gravity of the crisis. We are headed, if we're not already there, towards Great Depression-level Great Depression unemployment. There's already food lines you've seen around the country. Let me explain what was in the HEROES Act first, and then we're going to get to Nancy Pelosi's talk about it today, because she was on CBS this morning. The HEROES Act, uh, the Democrats' HEROES Act, which progressives like Rokana, Khanna, Pramila Jayapal, AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, uh, Mark Pocan, they all huffed and puffed that this is not enough, but. Only one of those people voted against it. Everybody else fell like ducks in a row. The signature of the signature part of the HEROES Act is the $1 trillion for states, cities, and towns. And this was framed as uh, helping our heroes on the front lines, the hospital workers, uh, the firefighters, the police, uh, delivery workers, all of those workers who are at risk of losing their jobs in this economic depression. Um, in theory, it's a, it's a good, good thing. But as I've learned from actually being in the trenches across the country, is a lot of times, and this is a scam, and I would love one time to- eventually maybe to do a documentary on this, a lot of times when federal money is earmarked to go to states, cities, and towns, You're lucky if a quarter to a half of the actual money earmarked to go towards X, Y, and Z destinations actually get there. The best way to keep people employed is not sending money to states, cities, and towns because you're routing it through governors. And like the president and like congresspeople and like senators, governors do not fundamentally make most of the decisions. That's why we live in the United Corporations of America, hail to the flag. The donors, the private foundations, the think tanks, they all actively influence the governors and the mayors and you know the local representatives to divert money that's meant for X, Y, and Z to A, B, and C. Go ask the people of Flint, Michigan, if the $170 million congress passed to go to flint towards water relief go ask them if they got that 170 million dollars go ask the people of new orleans if the i think it was 10 billion dollars earmarked from george w bush's administration go ask them if that 10 point something billion dollars that was supposed to go to new orleans towards hurricane katrina relief go ask them if all that money got to them i mean the list goes on same thing with the BP oil spill and many other disasters that federal money going to the states, cities, and towns, it doesn't always go to that destination. It goes to donors, it goes to real estate developers, and the the bill also uh, provides another crumb cake to you, another $1,200 check. Well, I'm sorry, if you've been laid off or you have your hours cut or you've been furloughed, so technically you still have your job, but you're um, not being paid for however much time, how is twelve hundred check twelve hundred dollars plus twelve hundred dollars? I just spoke with uh, a a contact of mine in Flint. They got the twelve hundred dollar check out out the door the next minute to pay towards bills it 's not helping them now it 's just helping them cover bills that they already had so this is all crumbs. And I don't want to hear from neoliberals, well, it's better than nothing. Well, better than nothing isn't going to keep roofs over people's heads. So I bring you this all to set this up. A messaging bill, right? This is not going in, this is not going in to effect. Trump, McConnell, not going to do anything with it. Only one mainstream progressive voted against it. Jayapal. Pramila Jayapal. You, you, do you know any of those other people? The, the other people who voted against it were, we're moderates. Uh, Spanberger is a moderate, moderate, recently elected in 2018 in Virginia, I believe. Sharice uh, Davids, recently elected in 2018, Native American uh, congresswoman. I forget where she won. I think, oh, was that Kansas I forget where she represents. Conor Lamb, uh, a moderate from Pennsylvania. I mean, AOC not on that list. Rashida Tlaib not on that list. Ilhan Omar not on that list. Ayanna Presley not on that list. Ro Khanna not on that list. You know, this this next person's name that I'm about to mention, I don't want to trigger anybody, but she's been escaping any any scrutiny recently. Tulsi Gabbard's not on that list either. She's still in Congress. So how is it, how is it that in a messaging bill that, by the way, do you know as part of this bill, remember if you were here in this live stream from the beginning, 27 million people, and, it, and it's probably, probably more, but the, uh, a Kaiser Family Foundation study found 27 million people have lost their, you know, sacred, wonderful Employer sponsored health care that Pete Buttigieg and Biden and Kamala Harris and all these people were just so excited about, and you know, saying Bernie Sanders, this tyrannical monster, wants to rip private health insurance from your hands. 27 million people have lost their health insurance. The only thing on health insurance in this Heroes Act is expanding COBRA benefits. You know what COBRA benefits is? The biggest scam and sexual favor, excuse my French, for the private health insurance industry in the entire United States. COBRA is a a program that if you get laid off, you could keep your company that laid you off's health insurance at a massive premium. I mean, on the low end, $500 a month just to keep the insurance you had from your employer. So you have to pay whatever it is, $500 a month, in some cases $600, in some cases higher. Then you still have to pay the deductible for that plan, the co-pays, the the co-insurance, the deductible. So Nancy Pelosi and the Democratic Party's wonderful idea, which Joe Biden just echoed during an interview on MSNBC, is to pay for people that got laid off pay their COBRA premiums, meaning if it's $500, if it's $600, the government will cover that part. Uh, Your plans, deductibles, co-pays, co-insurance, that you're on your own. Let's see what our, our brave, heroic leader, Nancy Pelosi had to say on this, on CBS Face the Nation this morning. ...are looking at a different deadline, say that the enhanced unemployment benefits that exist now don't expire until July. Let's see what reopening looks like and what a new package should be tailored to. Why do you think there's not merit to that argument, that a few more weeks before crafting a bill could be more effective?
1: No, time is of the essence, and we passed our proffer, what we put forth. In the past, bills they put forth there a proposal and then we worked in a bipartisan way, that's what we anticipate now across the country, Republican and Democratic mayors, governors, and the rest, all want this bill to happen in terms of uh, the investments in state and local, and tribal and territorial governments, and also in terms of the testing to be done uh, across the country, largely at the state level. Uh, Time is very important. We have lost time, but again, setting aside how we got here, uh, we cannot take a pause. They may think it's okay to pause, but people are hungry across America. Hunger doesn't take a pause. People are jobless across mm-hmm. America. That doesn't take a pause. People don't know how they're going to pay their rent across the country. We have that. We have to address this with humanity. Has there with been humanity. any? Has there been any Republican response, any offer or opening to begin negotiations since you passed this bill, which the White House says has no chance of becoming law? That is so. It, it, we and no bill that is proffered uh, h- will become law without negotiation. So, yeah. But again, with the other bills, we had four bills all bipartisan. Uh, the bill that uh, Leader McConnell put forth, the CARES one, was his offer. Nobody said doesn't have a chance because he just put it forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interim PPP bill was his offer. Has we he reached out to you? Of, well, we just passed the bill with a matter of, a matter of hours ago, but I do have confidence. Uh, have confidence because the American people and the governors and mayors, as I said, in a bipartisan way, know that we have to support uh, our local government. That's where our health we have health care workers, police and fire first responders in other ways, emergency, our teachers, our sanitation workers You know, they're at risk of losing their jobs Mm -hmm. many of these people risk their lives to save lives and now they may lose their jobs and by the way, I think it's important to note that everything Thing, sounds like a big number, but everything that we have in the state and local column there is less than the Republicans put in their tax scam to get-
0: A few things. If you didn't hear, she said people are hungry. People are hungry. And she said, uh, again, we have to get the money to the state, cities, and towns so that our heroes, the hospital workers. The 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 firefighters, the police, uh, the people that are putting their lives on the front lines first during this pandemic get the money. Well, I agree that those people should be getting paid. Amazon workers, Walmart workers, fast food workers, uh, all the you know uh, Instacart, Seamless, Grubhub, uh, name your delivery service. We should be getting money to these people first. I agree, but. Why are you diverting the money? Why are you sending the money to states, cities, and towns, rather than doing a sensible thing that is within the government's purview to do, that Rashida Tlaib has proposed, that now Bernie Sanders is pushing, and we're going to get to Bernie in a little bit, of just giving people directly. Give those hospital workers directly. Give those firefighters directly, give those police officers directly, give those Amazon workers directly, give those uh, Walmart workers directly, give those McDonald's workers directly. Give every American directly, and I think undocumented immigrants, but we'll we'll get to that another time, just give them a replenishable $2,000 a month, $2,000 a month for individuals. Double it for married couples, Add another 2,000 per child. We have the money. We're very capable of printing money for a 20-year war in Afghanistan. We're very capable of printing money for the nine countries at one time we're bombing. We're very capable of printing money to give a 1.5 trillion tax cut to Trump and McConnell's donors. We're very capable of giving money to banks that brought, uh, print money. For banks that brought down the global economy that Obama never jailed. We're very capable of giving money to ExxonMobil and all these oil companies, the subsidies we give every year, the banks that we give every year. We print the money for all of this. Yes, modern monetary theory. I look forward to Stephanie Kelton's book, The Deficit Myth. Myth, uh, Myth. I've asked her to come on a couple times. Never responded. Hopefully I can get her on, on her book on MMT. So we're capable of printing this money. Why are we sending a trillion dollars to governors, mayors, and local officials to, let's face it, Jen and I know all too well about this through our reporting, that a lot of that money is going to be diverted. A lot of that money is going to be diverted to donors, to private foundations, to real estate developers, to all of the greedy, greedy scoundrels that make up the United Corporations of America that have captured our our politicians. We could just give the money directly to the people and replenish that money every month. What does that do? A, it keeps a roof over people's heads. B, it helps them pay rent. Those things. C, it helps the economy because people have money. If you're reopening businesses, which I think it's insane what's going on right now, these, these uh, states that are reopening, we're seeing ridiculous images of in New York City, people at bars together, Wisconsin, same thing, no masks, no social distancing. Go Google it. China is now seeing a resurgence in coronavirus cases. We're going to see the same thing because of this reopening. But aside the insa- insane and dangerous health ramifications of that, how are you going to reopen an economy if – Not enough people have money to go buy things. You're going to reopen these restaurants. You're probably not going to have enough customers to meet overhead. But Pelosi won't do that. The Democrats won't propose just giving a direct Rashida Tlaib proposed, give every American a debit card and just refill it every month until this is over. Bernie Sanders kind of of suggesting the same thing on the Senate side. But you won't do that because if you give directly to Americans, then it, that money can not be diverted wherever the donors want it to be diverted. That's the truth. That's what no outlet is reporting. They want it to go through the states because when money goes from the feds to the states, a lot of that money gets diverted to go into various piggybacks, piggy banks. She said a lot of Americans are hungry. Well, I agree. But can I ask you if you're hungry watching is two $1,200 checks going to cover all of your expenses if you've been laid off? Are two $1,200 checks going to cover your rent, your mortgage if you've been laid off, your utility bills, your student loan bills, groceries? It's, seriously, it's two $1,200 checks. That's $2,400 that you'll be getting. And by the way, this isn't even passing. So you've only gotten $1,200, if you've gotten it yet. Is $2,400 plus the unemployment benefits that not everybody has gotten, is that enough? Because I don't think it is. If you've been laid off and your rent isn't canceled and you don't have health insurance anymore, uh, you're kind of up shit's Creek. And 2400 hours, in most cities Barely will cover rent. Unemployment benefits, if you've been lucky enough to get it, yes, they've been expanded to $600 a month. But for a family of three or four, you know, you got two parents, maybe two kids, that's not enough. And you just said it, W. Eagle, War Eagle. Most people haven't even gotten the $1,200 check. Most people haven't even been able to access... The unemployment. So Nancy Pelosi, who, by the way, uh, courtesy to Max Berger, has got a net worth of $113 million. Maybe she thinks for people hungry, $2,400 plus unemployment will get them through. It's easy for someone worth $113 million with a freezer stuffed with gourmet ice cream. this is what i was talking about earlier they took out the ten thousand dollars in student loan forgiveness too expensive she also owns a vineyard and estate worth five to twenty five million dollars like i said against providing monthly stimulus checks and forty five thousand dollars uh she has invested in real real estate wonder why she's against the rent and mortgage moratorium i mean the corruption in this country is at levels that it's, it's obscene, it's really, really obscene. The Speaker of the House, who just put forward a HEROES Act bill, which again, pulled out student, ro- student loan relief. I haven't even gotten to the provision in there that offers the um, small business loan program to lobbyists on K Street, yes, the Democrats put in the bill to expand the small business loan program to lobbyists on K Street. Not, not making this up. Uh, they took out the student loan provision, lobbyists on K Street, $1 trillion to states, cities, and towns, which again, as I've told you, not going to go, not all of it's going to where they say it's going. It's the big secret of America, federal money, earmarked to states, tend to get diverted to a lot of the donors. She didn't mention in that interview one thing about healthcare. She didn't mention one thing about the 27 million people who have lost their employer-sponsored healthcare. You remember in 2018, when the Democrats were running in the midterms, their big thing, big thing was healthcare, healthcare. Not a mention of healthcare. Again, they are framing. She won't even say in the interview about the benefits. She won't even talk about the COBRA expansion because she's aware of how absurd, inadequate, and what a wet kiss it is to private health care. That's going to bail out the private health insurance industry. COBRA expansion. That's not going to bail out the 27 million people who have lost their employer-sponsored health care. By the way, that's added with the, 20. I think it was 28 million people who were without health insurance before. That's 50, 50 million people with no health insurance right now in the richest country, the greatest country on earth. Add those 50 million to, uh, I don't know the exact number, however many were the tens of millions that were underinsured. <laughs> oh, America, best healthcare system in the world. And by the way, by the way, we don't know if there's going to be a resurgence of the coronavirus in America. I think there's going to be, based on what we're seeing, these terrible videos of people gathering without masks on top of each other like sardines, at bars, at beaches. You see these Trump morons from my hometown of Long Island. Did you see that video? These Trump fanatics on long island like basically threatening a journalist they're all outside without masks packed together so we're gonna we're possibly gonna have an uptick in coronavirus cases with 50 million people without health care oh how heroic this democratic party is and by the way again i said this in the beginning i want to make clear this doesn't take we shouldn't forget that the Republicans are just as terrible. They're not offering real relief. Trump's not offering real relief. I think he might come July or August if if his poll numbers are looking like he's going to lose. I think it's very possible. Trump might say, f*** it, Medicare for all, f*** it, $2,000 a month. He might just do it to get reelected. And you want to know something? Mitch McConnell will go along with it because Mitch McConnell, top priority, Supreme Court, federal judges. He can't. He cannot stack the Supreme Court with more Republicans and he can't stack the judiciary around the country with more Republicans if he doesn't have the White House. So they'll go along with Medicare for all. They'll go along with $2,000 a month for a couple months, get Trump reelected and then abandon it. You heard it here. That's going to happen. And the Democrats are allowing them, allowing Trump the ability to do that by not proposing it themselves. They're going to allow Trump to move left. Of Biden and the Democrats. And I gotta tell you, it pains me to say this. Uh, Bernie right now is part of the problem. Let me play you this clip.
2: To pass anything, if this came to the Senate floor, would you vote for it?
0: I would vote for a very
2: substantive piece of legislation. And it really, millions of people today who are hungry in America, there aren't many food in their cupboards. There are people today who cannot afford to go to a doctor even when they have coronavirus symptoms. There are elderly people who are sitting home alone, who are scared to death about the future. If you're concerned about the working class of this country, understand the extraordinary suffering, unprecedented, that is now taking place, demand that Congress act. Now, I think what Pelosi did in the House, it is significant, it is important. I have some disagreements with it, and I wanna see the Senate improve on it. Among other things, I happen to believe that we should go in the direction of a paycheck security process, similar to what has been done in Europe, which says to every worker in America, you will continue to receive your paycheck and the other benefits which you had when you were on the job. And when this crisis is over, hopefully sooner than later, you're just gonna go back to work. I also believe that during this crisis, instead of funding the COBRA program, what we should do is make sure that all people in this country, including the 87 million who are uninsured or underinsured before the pandemic, have access to healthcare. And you do that by allowing Medicare to fill in the gaps for the uninsured and the underinsured. But I think Pelosi, at least unlike the Republican leadership, said, you know what? We have terrible suffering in this country. We need to get money out to the cities and towns, to the hospitals. We need to protect working people. And I would hope that the Republicans wake up and understand the severity of the crisis that we're facing and the suffering that now exists.
0: I love Bernie, but why at a time where we are essentially, I mean, I don't think it's too strong to say in an economic depression, why the niceties with Nancy Pelosi? Uh, He says this was significant No, it really wasn't, Bernie. It's a messaging bill, and they're talking about expanding COBRA. It's a messaging bill, and they're talking about another $1,200 check. It's a messaging bill, and she took out any relief for student loans. It's a messaging bill, and they put in a bailout for K Street lobbyists. It's a messaging bill, and again, another round of unemployment benefits which we've already seen the states cannot handle the unemployment offices are overrun a lot of people filing for unemployment are finding they can't get it in a timely manner so i understand you know being in the senate and the house these people you know it's it's not you're not supposed to go scorched earth but what you've been doing so far bernie is not working. It hasn't worked since 2016. The playing nice and being diplomatic and being deferential to Tom Perez with the unity tour, with Chuck Schumer signing legislation with Chuck, and now, oh, what Pelosi has done is very significant. Here's my minor disagreements. That's not how we're gonna win. You have to shame these people. You have to apply public pressure to these people. And I'm not going as far as others. I've made my case why I think these people calling Bernie a sellout and a fraud and a coward are ridiculous. He's not a sellout. He's not a coward. He's not a fraud. Uh, and I think I already went on a rant on Friday about this. But I think those people saying that should chill out a little bit. They're losing perspective, in my view. But Bernie is still, to me, one of the top leaders of the progressive movement. Well, you're not gonna get hardcore progressive opposition against the Democrats driving the getaway car. I mean, that's what the Democratic Party has done here. That's what they've been doing for decades. They are just driving the getaway car for the Republican bank robbery of our futures. So who's worse? The bank robbers or the getaway drivers? Well, the bank robbery can't happen without the getaway car. Go watch a few bank robbery movies. You need the getaway car or truck or helicopter. Or private jet in the Democrats' case. So I don't understand this deferential talk. And by the way, AOC and Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and Ro Khanna... And all these people, Pramila Jayapal, they look to Bernie for leadership. If Bernie was forcefully calling out Pelosi, Schumer, Biden, as this is not enough, it's disgusting that we have any bailout for lobbyists. It's disgusting that we don't have student loan relief in this. COBRA? No, Medicare. You tell me, Speaker Pelosi, why is COBRA more cost effective or efficient than Medicare? Right now. You tell me, Joe Biden. Stealing this clip. Kyle Kalinske found this. A couple months ago. You tell me, Joe Biden. What changed since you said this? the
2: consensus in this country because the real problem is going to be taking on those insurance companies because they're going to be the ones you're going to have harry and louise remember those ads of harry and louise out there saying this is awful what the democrats are proposing and so the second thing is you got to provide for i think everyone should essentially be able to be from age one on essentially have the same kind of coverage you have in medicare it should be just universal across the board we can afford to do that
0: sorry to that woman who got you know, sniffed and headbutted, headbutted by Joe Biden there. Hey, Joe, what happened? I don't know why Bernie didn't bring this up in the, in the primary. What happened, Joe Biden? 13 years ago, you were on the Medicare for All train. 13 years ago, you said we could afford it. Well, if we could afford it 13 years ago, why can't we afford it now, Joe? Nancy, Chuck, Tom,